Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Wednesday, the 20th of April. Two of Australia's biggest states are set to abolish COVID isolation rules as early as this weekend. Once scrapped, residents in New South Wales and Victoria will no longer have to isolate for seven days if someone in their household tests positive. Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews says he believes his state has passed the peak of the latest Omicron wave, foreshadowing isolation and mask rules would soon be abolished. I think you'll see some movement there very, very soon. You'll see the Health Minister make some very positive announcements very, very soon. But some leading medical experts are warning against COVID complacency in Australia. It's been revealed more than 5.2 million Australians have now contracted COVID, which is almost a third of the population. Here's Dr Chris Moy from the Australian Medical Association. The virus is still there, number one. There's no evidence that there will be this thing called herd immunity where just having so many people had it or have been vaccinated, the virus will disappear and stop it moving through the community like with other viruses. And also there is clear evidence of reinfection. Four of Queensland's most controversial politicians have taken centre stage for an on-air debate as latest polls show support for the major parties is plummeting. Pauline Hanson, Clive Palmer, Bob Catter and Campbell Newman all fronted questions from the public during a forum on Sky News last night. All the leaders agreeing on their frustrations with the major parties and ruling out doing any preference deals. The United Australia Party will not have either Liberal, Labor or the Greens. And I won't preference any of the bastards. We're here in, in one respect because we're upset uh, about the, the betrayal of those Liberal Party or National Party values. Meantime, the Prime Minister and Opposition Leader is set to face off tonight in Brisbane for their first election debate. It comes after a major gaffe from Anthony Albanese on key economic data on day one of the campaign, followed by the Prime Minister getting the job seeker payment wrong. ANU political expert Dr Jill Shepherd says those mistakes may swing votes. Gaps don't tend to change public opinion directly, but what they do is they get us thinking about the competence of the two leaders. And as long as we're thinking about competence, probably neither leader is uh, covering themselves in glory at the moment. So if anything, it probably drives up votes for minor parties and independents. Meantime, a war of words has erupted between the Prime Minister and Opposition Leader over cashless debit cards for pensioners. The federal government says it is deeply disappointed over a major new security deal between the Solomon Islands and China. The pact was confirmed overnight despite serious concerns from our government, New Zealand and the US that it could see Chinese military bases in the South Pacific. Our foreign and Pacific ministers have released a statement saying they will seek further clarity on the terms of the new agreement and its consequences. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. To New South Wales and as parts of the state were hit with more wild weather overnight, the massive clean-up continues for thousands of residents across flood-devastated regions. The New South Wales government has announced $350 million is being invested for modular housing to help people start to rebuild their lives. Our reporter Rob McLeod has the details. Thanks, Tash. The modular housing, or pods, come in various configurations, which can accommodate one to four people. The pods will either include bathroom and kitchen facilities or can be supported by separate communal bathroom and kitchen facilities, like a caravan park. 
Talks are underway with a number of councils across the Northern Rivers to find suitable sites for the homes, with preparatory works due to start on the first location at Wallingbar near Ballina in the next week. The New South Wales government has also changed housing regulations to allow for the temporary accommodation to be set up more quickly without development consent. Those temporary homes can be put in place for up to two years without council approval. And to WA now, and investigations are continuing after a father of two plunged to his death in a skydiving accident in the Wheatbelt region over the weekend. Our reporter, Talissa Bazaz, has the details. Good morning, Tash. Well, Mark Rushkust is being remembered as a man that lived for adventure. The 36-year-old was jumping at Hillman Farm Skydiving Club on Easter Sunday when he suffered critical injuries on landing. He was given first aid at the scene, but sadly couldn't be saved. The father of two was an experienced skydiver, having completed at least 600 jumps. His partner taking to social media, saying his life was cut short, but was packed full of the best experiences. He was the most loving and adoring father. A safety investigator from the Australian Parachute Federation has been sent in from Melbourne, while police are calling for anyone with information or mobile phone footage to contact Crime Stoppers. Now for the latest in business and finance news, we're joined this morning by Nick Guadera from the Market Spectator. Nick, good morning. It seems that global investors are buying Australia's mining stocks in their droves. Morning, Tash. Yeah, that's right. International investors are piling into Australian listed commodity stocks at the fastest pace in years, according to UBS. They're, they're chasing strong returns from the ASX booming materials sector and uh, and protection from inflation. Interestingly, despite the volatility in global markets so far this year, the ASX has been largely immune, down just 1.6% year-to-date, as the tech-heavy Nasdaq was down almost 15% at at Monday's close. One of the key reasons for the ASX outperformance is the strong exposure to commodities. We've seen a broad-based rally in bulk commodities like iron ore and agricultural prices like wheat. The ASX is one of the largest exposures to resources amongst all the global stock markets, with metals, mining and energy stocks accounting for almost 28% of the ASX 200, which compares to just 4% in the US. This is being increasingly noticed by global investors who are seeking refuge in Australia's listed resources sector. And the net buying of commodity stocks by international investors has been one of the highest levels we've seen in a long time. Yeah, it's incredible, Nick. And why are Australians turning their backs on financial advisors? This is interesting. Yeah, well, look, despite the Royal Commission and the subsequent reforms of the past few years, mums and dads are walking away from financial advice. A recent report from the advisor ratings found more than 100,000 clients over the past year dropped out of their advice services, taking the total cohort of Aussies to just 10% of the adult population who are are currently receiving advice, down from almost 14% in 2018. One of the key reasons for the fall in consumers seeking financial advice is the rising costs. The, the financial advice landscape report found the median cost of financial advice was up 8% in 2021. However, the last three years, advice fees are up almost 40%, with regulation being one of the key drivers of that. One of the other challenges facing the industry is there's just fewer financial advisors. The report found almost 4,000 advisors left the industry last year. But the industry is still facing challenges, but Aussies are still after financial advice, with the survey finding almost 30% of those surveyed would consider financial advice in some form. And Nick, we know travel is certainly back and there's some good news for people planning an overseas getaway. There certainly is, Tash. Economists are unanimous that the Australian dollar will be closer to US 80 cents by the end of 22, driven by the likelihood of higher interest rates and stronger commodity prices. So if you're heading for the US for a long-awaited trip, you may find the holiday a bit cheaper. 
And it's not just travellers that are set to benefit, with higher commodity prices likely to benefit Australia's mining companies like BHP Billiton and Rio Tinto, and Aussie retailers like Harvey Norman, Premier Investments and Eagers Automotive, who are also set to see savings due to a higher Aussie dollar as a significant proportion of their costs are US dollar based. Nick, thanks so much. Thanks very much. Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas. And Brett, is it true? Is the Barty Party back with speculation? Ash Barty is set to have a crack at a third professional sport. Yeah, good morning, Tash. Of course, a tennis champion, a three-time Grand Slam winner, mixed in with a stint in uh, cricket in the Women's Big Bash League. Well, now she's entered a golf exhibition event. She's a handy golfer as well. This is called the Icon Series. She'll be playing alongside the likes of Ernie Els, Canelo Alvarez, the champion boxer, Pep Guardiola is the, the manager of Manchester City. Harry Kane is a star of the Premier League as well. Uh, so she's excited for this. And uh, who knows? I mean, uh, she, her hand-eye coordination is obviously phenomenal playing, you know, tennis and cricket. Maybe golf is on the horizon for our Ash Barty. Yeah, she is certainly a superstar. And to the AFL now, Brett, and it's certainly making no apologies for its crackdown on umpire abuse after some very controversial decisions over the weekend. Yeah, and the big one was on Easter Monday, the, the Hawks-Cats game, where two Hawks players just threw their arms out in frustration at a, a line ball, a dubious umpire decision. Um, that resulted in a 50-metre penalty. So it's poor body language, not just the words that you use, that the, uh, the AFL is keen to crack down on because of the message it sends to kids watching at home. They've had a real issue at community level attracting uh, umpires. Uh, you know, there's a real umpire shortage uh, at the moment. So Brad Scott is the football operations manager at the AFL and uh, he says that this will continue. With the inconsistency on the weekend where we paid some and we didn't pay others, I get that some players may think what's the level of dissent that we're allowed to produce and the answer to that is none. 50 metres is a big penalty as well. We'll see if the players get the message. And there's a fresh twist in Kalen Ponga's contract saga at Newcastle. Yeah, I feel like we're reading about this uh, every day. The latest twist is that their offer is back on the table. So uh, apparently there was an extension he was about to sign, but his father, Andre, who was acting as as his uh, player agent, albeit he is unaccredited as a player manager in the NRL, uh, wanted uh, Kalen to announce first before Newcastle did that he had signed that contract extension. Uh, The Knights disagreed, so they uh, apparently pulled that contract off the table. It's now back on, of course, uh, the Dolphins circling as as well. Now, Wayne Bennett spoke last night. He says that his dealings with Andre have been uh, positive, gave a, a short reply uh, to his his brief dealings with uh, Ponga's father and agent. He also gave an update on their uh, pursuit of Cam Munster. We'd certainly love to have him and we're obviously talking to him and that and uh, he's at a stage now where he's going to make some decisions sooner than later, I suppose. But um, it was wonderful to watch you. It's one of the reasons I want to coach him. I just think he's He's a real talent, always has been, and he just um, you know, showed us his running game on the weekend. Yeah, uh, Ponga and Munster, two players we're going to be hearing a lot about as the season goes on. Yeah, absolutely. Front and centre. Brett, thanks so much. Thanks, Tash. And new research has revealed just how much sleep we're missing out on because of a snoring partner. The study looked at 2,000 Australians finding more than half snore, while those who share a bed with a snorer are losing up to three nights of sleep every week. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's morning agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Tasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow.
listener.